Mm. Ooh. <laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. We back, man. We back yet again, man. It's another beautiful Tuesday. This episode is going to drop on a Wednesday, but it's another beautiful Tuesday, man. I'm happy to be alive. I'm happy to be out here. You know, I'm happy to exist. I'm grateful. Gratitude. I got my co-host, man, Water. I'm grateful to Water. I'm grateful to have Water. I'm grateful to have access to Water where I can just buy it, use it, bathe in it, clean myself, clean the house, you know, drink, survive. This is, this is, how often do y'all sit there in your lives and be like, yo, I am grateful to be able to shower with hot water. I'm able to bathe myself. I'm able to bathe my children. I'm able to I'm able to cook food. I'm able to drink water and it's healthy and it's not contaminated. And you know, how often do y'all just sit there and be like, man, thank you, water. I'm grateful for the life that we have. You know what I'm saying? Cause we, you know, we'd be looking at our lives and we'd be like, man, I wish I had this. I wish I had that. I wish I had this. But there's other people in other countries, man. And not to be that guy. Not to be the guy to be like, man, in other countries, they don't have, not to be him. But man, when you really think about it, you got a hot shower. You got pajamas. You got PJs. You got, you got AC. You got heat. You got gas. You know what I'm saying? You out here bathing when you're ready, when you feel like it. You bird bathing after sex. You got a nice bird bath right after the smash. Not everybody has that. The gratitude for the small things, man. Of course, we we want a huge house. We want real estate. We want prime. You know, we want to be eating at five-star restaurants. We want to be living lavishly. We want to be on private jets. But when you break everything down and peel back all the layers, man, just to have a roof over your head, just to have a cell phone, a vehicle. No matter what the vehicle is, just to have a vehicle. Man, that's the blessings, man. The blessings, the gratitude, man. To have a hot, fresh meal, a meal you enjoyed. To know where your next meal is coming from. Oh, man. The blessings. The, the, the little things in life, which are the big things. The stuff we call little things in life, somebody else can look at you and like, man, you live in the dream. You got a two-bedroom apartment? You got 900 square feet? Oh, you live in the dream. You got a car that works? You ain't got to walk miles with carrying the stuff on top of your head? You got running water and it's hot? You live in the dream. You got your health. You got your family. Be grateful, man. Gratitude, man. We all about gratitude in October, man. Gratitude October, man. We out here, man. Be grateful. Shout out to my patron saints. I'm grateful for y'all. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate y'all. Latoya, QDB, Alice, Keisha Clark, Adam, Kristen R., Miranda, Sharon McD, Chris M, Candy Cammy, Michelle, Dave, uh, Alice, Miss Re Renee, Art Simpson, Keisha Clark, Two Jesse, Chris M, G Lowry, 
Savas X, Latoya Larkin. I appreciate y'all. Michaela Harrison, Jenny, Zay Nova, Matt Johnson, Brian Dilmer, Stephanie Ree. And look, for the people in my IG live, you, you see these shout outs, man? Look at the shout outs they're getting, man. Look at the shout outs they're getting. You know why? Because they special. They special. Shout out to Meet Felicia. I mean, shout out to Felicia who just joined my Patreon, man. Just pulled up on the challenge. Thank you, uh, Felicia, for joining. I appreciate you. Um, I appreciate you a lot. Thank you uh, for pulling up. And uh, yeah, y'all, we back at it. Um, got Amir back on the ones and twos. Amir was uh, MIA for the past, was it three weeks? Uh, just two. Two? All yeah, right. I was on the road working. On the road. Wasn't dodging nobody, I was just working. Yeah, he was out here in witness protection, y'all. <laughs> witness protection program, man, full steam. Had me in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> out here, man. Um, I appreciate everything, man. I appreciate everybody and everything, man. I'm just glad to be here. Good to be alive. You know what I'm talking about? I got to get my taxes done. I got to finish up my taxes. I know you'd be like, this should have been done, but this is Cali. We got an extension. I pushed it to the limit. Now I got to get all my finances in order. I'm like, as soon as I get that done, I can be like, all right. I can relax a little bit mentally, you know, because taxes be stressing. They be stressing. But within that is the bliss. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? Um, so... Kanye was out here. He was going on a rant. He in the studio cooking up something. And he in the studio cooking up something. He went on a rant and he was talking about, you know, I gave all this music to Pusha and like, you know, and the Nas and, you know, and it was just like, he kind of threw Nas under the bus. He was like, man, the way he was rapping over the thing. And I was just like, that that Nas Kanye album was at the bottom of Nas's discography, in my opinion. And the and the production was was subpar. So it wasn't Nas Kanye. It was it was you. It was them goddamn beats. Cop shot the kid. No. No. And we, we've seen what Nas is capable of post the Nasir album. We've seen the six projects he put out with Hit Boy. When you do your job as a producer, you're going to get Nas at a high level. We saw it for six projects with Hit Boy. All six projects are better than the Nas Kanye project. All of them. All six. Every last one of them. All six. So, what are we talking about, Kanye? And you're not going to be dissing my favorite MC. You're not going to be dissing my favorite MC. Not on my watch. I get sensitive about artists that I really like. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I get I get sensitive, man. I'll be in my feelings. And I get it. 
I get it. Y'all be in your feelings too. People be in their feelings about their favorite artists all the time. They be passionate. They be going to war. Y'all be going to war for Beyonce. You know, the Swifties be going to war for Taylor Swift. People, the Tupac stands be losing their mind for Tupac. Tupac did no wrong in their eyes. And whenever I come in with just like middle of the road commentary about Pac, they be, they be coming for me. They be coming for my ass cheeks, man. Press play. No pause. They be coming for my ass cheeks. If I say anything about Pac that ain't on the, he the best of all time, he the best to ever do it. If I say anything other than that, they stringing me up. But I'm the same way. Like, if it's an artist I like, I'll be going to war. And so, you know, I get defensive. And Nas is my favorite rapper. Everybody knows that. Not everybody, but a lot of y'all do. You know, I'm very vocal about who my favorite MC of all time is. It happens to be Nasir Jones. You know, that's that's my personal favorite. Um... And I'd be ready. I'd be ready to have the debate. I'd be like, man, what are we talking about? That's why I wanted to go on Vlad TV and be like, man, why are you always bringing up Nas beats? I wanted to go just for that, just for that conversation. Nah, man, we ain't talking about shit else. Why are you always coming for Nas's beats, man? Every time. And so you know, I, I just got my favorites, man, Nas. The Roots, Common, Andre, you know, Sade, Erica Badu, Jill Scott, Estero. I really like Prince a lot and Luther Vandross. And then when we cut into the newer, the newer school of artists, Big Crit. I'm sensitive about Big Crit. J. Cole. Kendrick Lamar, you know, I'll be, I'll be rooting for these cats. Anita Baker to go back to the, to the older and then come back to the newer. You know, I'll be all in, man. Janae Aiku, SZA. These are my favorites now. Her, her is creeping on in there as well. And then Griselda, Griselda, man, they didn't captured me, you know. And then when you have certain artists that have a piece of your life, it takes on a new meaning. Like when people be like, I don't, I don't get why, I don't get why you like such and such so much. We carry music everywhere. We carry music with us. We carry like, you know, you're hearing, you're hearing the music, you're living your life. You're with your family, you're with your friends, the music is playing in the background. You got you carry music with you through success, through tragedy, through breakups, through good times. The music is with you. It's a vibe, it's it's whatever it is. So you're carrying that and, and, and it's with you. And it's like, so it gets personal. It gets personal. Like you can't help it. Like if you all in, you all in. And so music can take us to an exact moment in time. In, in our life. And so that that carries something. That's why people get so emotional and, you know, defensive and all of that good stuff. Cause it's like, yo, man, you're talking about somebody that even though we don't know them personally, 
you like, yeah, man, but the music got me through. Well, this reminds me of my mom and then when they would do this. Well, this reminds me of my brother. This reminds me of my cousins, whatever it may be. You can attach some music to these memories. And so that's why, like, you know, when I do go to concerts, I get inspired. You know, as a comedian, music is, is a different, it's a different thing. Like when I go to when I go to music concerts and I see the energy and the people and it just be like, I remember when I went to see Nas and Wu-Tang at the Hollywood Bowl, I was just like, man, this is just. I can't believe I'm here for one, watching Wu-Tang and Nas, my favorites. And then, then since I am a performer as well, I'm an artist too. I'm not a music artist, of course, but I am, you know, an artist of some sort. I'm just like, man, this could this could be this could be me just on the on the comedy tip, just filling up the Hollywood bowl. Just looking at all the people, and I'm just like, man, I'm inspired. I'm just like, wow, this is just, this is just amazing. And then when I went to the concert this Saturday, the Scissor concert, there's 20,000 people in there. There's 20,000 people in there singing. And I'm just like, man, I'm just looking around. I'm just in awe, just like, this is crazy. And, just, you know, they going city to city packed out. When I went to the Kendrick Lamar concert, I was just like, man, this is just. This is this is next level. This is something. This is something else, you know. And I always get inspired when I go to concerts. It, it makes me want to work harder at my craft. So I was like, man, I need to go to I need to go to more concerts. But I'd be scared to com- to commit to the concert because then if work comes up, I'm I'm gonna miss the concert. <laughs> Thanks, Sabrina. I see you. So I done went to see Nas and Wu Tang, Kendrick Lamar, SZA. So I'm 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 checking off my boxes like artists I really rock with, you know. So I'm checking off the boxes. I want to see J Cole live. I want to see. Uh, I've seen the roots before. I've seen Common. I've seen the roots. I've seen uh Wu Tang twice. I haven't seen Outcast, and of course, I probably never will see Outcast. Speaking of Outcast, Outcast now has the number one certified hip hop album of all time. I would love to see Usher, by the way. Seeing Usher would be a great time. Um Here's the thing, though, about the the outcast thing, and I hate to be a stickler, but it's a double album, so it it doesn't feel legit. It's certified at 13 million copies by the RIAA, right? But on double albums, they double the certification. So in essence... 6.5 6.5 million people bought the album. It's not a it's not a let it go thing. It's not it's not that I'm holding on to it. It's just it doesn't feel the same. Like I would prefer it be a single disc. That way there's no question that the Outcast Love Below Speaker Box album is the true top selling hip hop album domestically of all time. And so 
since they always double the certification because that's But y'all y'all don't care about my double album thoughts, but here, here's why y'all don't make sense. When you go by the number two album is the Eminem show, which is a single disc. When you go buy a double album, you buy the double album. The RIAA counts it as two purchases when it's really just one. So that means 6.5 million people bought the Outcast album. 6.5 million people bought the Outcast album, right? So the certification is going to be 13 million. But that's not it's not like 13 million people bought the actual album. So it's like they get the certification but it's not it's not 13 million people. It's 6.5 million. That's why, that's why y'all like, let it go. Let go of what? I'm not holding on to anything that's bullshit. So it's like the Eminem show, 12 million people bought the Eminem album. 9 million people bought Get Rich or Die Trying. 10 million people bought Country Grammar. 10 million people bought MC Hammer, please don't hurt him. That's the difference. 11 million people bought the Marshall Mathers LP. 10 million people bought the Beastie Boys album, License to Ill. So that's that's why I'm just like, we gotta be careful with the with the RIAA double album certifications because it's not like that's a huge difference in people. Are the albums priced the same? You're paying more for the double album. So like if you if you buy a double album, let's say back in the day, uh, you you could get a you can get a CD for like either 9.99. If you call it like opening day, you can get it for like 9.99. Yeah. Double album you're going to pay more. You might pay $16. But it's still Yeah, it's still not it's still a, one copy. Yeah. That was purchased. It's just You're like spending they, more least, money. At least they charge you more because I was like, if they kept it the same, it's like that's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. They charge you more. They're gonna charge you for the because you're getting two discs, but it's still one person buying it, but it counts as two. Got it. So it's not, you know, it's not like. So let let's say let's put it in perspective right here. So let's say Michael Jackson's Thriller sold thirty million copies domestically. 30 million people bought in America bought Thriller, right? If that was a double album, he would have been certified as 60 million. But, you know, since it's a single disc, that's that's what I've been saying. So y'all be like, let it go. I'm like, let go. It's just, it, it don't hit the same. And mind you, I think Outkast is the best duo in music of all time. I want them to have the best-selling rap album of all time, but it, it, but but that double album, ah, ah, it's doubled up, man. It's, the numbers are doubled, and it's mad double albums on the best-selling uh, albums list. Garth Brooks got some double albums on there. The goddamn uh, Pink Floyd, I think, is on there. It's it's like quite a few albums that's doubled up. 
So it's like, ah, okay. Even Drake has a double album that's doubled up on the certification. Scorpion is a double album. So it's certified as six million. That means three million people. I don't the newer albums though, I don't know how they equate what you actually sold in the streaming era. You gotta do a billion to go platinum, I think. You gotta do a billion? Yeah. Which is a wide. That's a wait. Really so the, whole, the album whole album has, has to do, has to a, do billion? a billion streams to go platinum. The whole have, album, yeah, because they have billion like billion stream like songs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like songs that have a billion streams or whatever. But I think you need a. I think it's a billion to go platinum. So it could be any any all of the tracks included. They just tallying up each track stream. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Because if you if they did that, oh my God, the certifications would be nuts. Somebody would get, be getting something every day. So the, because there's certain so, songs so the that album getting, has to be streamed a billion times. Yes, but I how don't do know they, how do they te- like the technicality? I don't know if it's like they if you listen through the playthrough of the album or anything yeah. like that. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, I'm like, how, they how do they it, do But it can't that? be. It, I don't think it could be based off the songs because there's songs that will literally amass a hundred million plays. Right. And then it's like the whole album has like, oh, this 100 million, this has 100 million and those things. And they'd be like, oh, that, that should be platinum. They're like, no, they can't do it off just that. I don't know how they're tallying it up. It's just, you know, they kind of throwing it out there. But, you know, three, three, what is it? Point zero zero three cent per stream or whatever the case. Like, That's man. crazy, though. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm turning off the IG live. The people in the patron sainthood, they want you out of here. So <laughs> they say you got too much. So if you want to see the rest of this uh podcast live, join the Patreon. If not, you just gotta wait for tomorrow to see the rest of the episode. So I'm cutting off the IG live. I challenge you to join my Patreon right right here, right now. Shout out to the people that joined today. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Ramika, Tempest, Brittany, and Felicia. They join right here, right now, in my face. So I'm cutting off the IG Live. But you have the power to continue watching this if you just join the Patreon. But here's my finger going to the cut you off. Boom. Pow. Um, yeah. So, okay. A platinum certification is awarded when a song is reached. Okay, whatever. Uh, translates to 1.25 to 3.75 billion streams. A platinum album? Yeah. Man, you got to have over a billion streams. How many streams? And then I want to know how they quantify if you listen to the whole album with just tracks. How That's many, crazy. How many streams equates to a sale? Fifteen. You need fifteen hundred streams for an album. Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred streams for a ten track. So it's one hundred and fifty streams per per track equals one track sale, like a digital sale of a song. Okay. So basically, like ninety nine cent. Like a song is like ninety nine cent or whatever. Uh huh. You need one hundred fifty streams to make that a dollar essentially for one sale of a single. Okay. And then it, they were like equating it to how they do with an album. If you had a 10-track album, you need 1,500. So however many tracks you have, I think, would account to be like, all right, you need to. So if they drop, people dropping like 20 out, 20, you know, track albums. So if it's 20 times 150, then you're going to need 3,000. So you need 3,000 streams total for all the songs that you have in order for you to make 
uh, I guess it would be like one, like one sale essentially of an album. Damn. Or it could just still be, it's, it, it might still be the 1500. See, the numbers don't, it's hard for people to quantify the numbers, yeah, but it's, it's how they doing built this. that way on, on purpose. Majority of the money is not going to the artists. Absolutely not. Contrary to what people may think. Well, That's I don't, crazy. I feel like everybody knows that streaming numbers is not, yeah. streaming is really convenient for the consumer. It's really terrible for the artist. Depending on how you look at it. Everybody's songs like, oh, it's charting and this and that. The money is really what the artist wants. That's why they go on tour. Right. Touring is where it's at. Touring is where they make their money. Yes. At least they make the majority of it. Because it's, I mean, it's their show, their performer, and they got to put it on. Right. Of course, there's people to pay, but it's less people. Usually, it's less hands in in it, especially merchandise. That is the easiest way to get some money, too. You got merch. You got, um, you got merch. And then I'll be thinking about the whole production value. When I was at that concert this weekend, I was like, I was looking at the production value. Like me and Kev was talking about this when we was on the Ball Brothers tour. We was talking about how musicians have to spend so much money just for the production of, because you have to pay for the staff at the venue. You got to pay for all of that. Then you got dancers, you got a band, you have um, the props on stage, the effects, the visual effects, the sound, mm -hmm. tour bus, tour management, all these different people, wardrobe. And I'm just like, God damn. So it's a lot of it's a lot of money on the table. Like when you look, when you look in there and you see all those people there, and the ticket prices is crazy. So it's a it's a lot of money being generated, but you got to pay a lot too. So it's like, damn. Yeah. And those venues paid a lot. To have all of that stuff there in the first place, man. So they gotta, you know, recoup. So they taking the percentage, absolutely. And then you gotta pay everybody that's working. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Those teams and stuff that be there for those particular shows, and all of that's accounted for. I don't even know the, whoever thinks of that. Like, is the person that handles that side of it to make sure all these people get paid and this and that, and this goes to the art. Like, man, shout out to you because that's just man. this is ridiculous. It's crazy. Um, Sabrina says she asked y'all, "What's the album you can listen to all the way through?" Um, let me see what y'all saying in here. There's a lot, honestly. Huh? There's a lot. There's some albums I don't listen to because I have to, like, go through it. A lot of Kendrick's albums are like that for me. I can't. I'm not gonna really pick and choose too much. You say you can listen to Kendrick all the way through? I have. I kind of have to. Oh, okay, the way he yeah. designs the album, like I kind of have to listen to it all the way. To through. Pimp a Butterfly, you have to listen to all the way through. Yeah. You got, you got. I just, feel like Mr. Morale too kind of got a, a little bit. Damn was the one for me. I was like, I can, I can, I can pick and choose a little bit. Yeah, with with me though, like with 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 Kendrick, I'll be coming back and I'll just be picking songs and then I dip out. The one I listen to all the way through the most is Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah, that's that, the one that makes sense. That's the one I listen to the most out of his. Uh, Twenty fourteen Forest Hills Drive straight playthrough. Erica Badu has two albums I can listen to all the way through. Baduism and Mama's Gun. Um, I can listen to Jill Scott's first album all the way through. I can listen to um, Illmatic, of course. That's another one I have to... I, if I play it, I got to listen to the whole thing. All the way through. All the way through. Um, Equimini, Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music, AT Aliens, The Roots, Do You Want More?, Philadelphia Half Life, Things Fall Apart, uh, 
blue in exile uh, below the heavens into the Wu-Tang 36 chambers Iron Man by Ghostface Killer only built for Cuban links college dropout late registration graduation my dark twisted fantasy reasonable doubt uh, it was written. It's a lot of albums. I can just let them rock. Marvin Gaye's "What's Going On." Mm-hmm. Um, also Marvin Gaye's "I Want You." Estero "Breath from Another." Um, the Love Deluxe by Sade. Stronger than Pride by Sade. Rapture by Anita Baker. Maxwell Urban Hang Suite, yes. The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. The Score. Uh, the Carnival by Wyclef. Doggy Style, Snoop Doggy Dog. Um, um, what else can I listen to all the way through? There's way... There's, this. The music back in the day was like made to be listened to from start, start to, finish. to finish. Well, now everything is like the streaming thing, so you really want to have one song that kind of pop that'll sell your album. I hate and that. I hate, I hate it too. Though. I love. I lo- I'm all about full albums. I'm all about that, man. Like, give me the give me the full album, or I can't. I can't even throw you in no kind of list. Yeah. And let- Catalactica by Big uh, Big Crit, straight playthrough. Uh, my my life. And what's the four one one by Mary J. Blige? Straight playthroughs. Um, what else? Uh, I gotta dig deep in these mugs. On the on the on the more recent album tip. Uh, SOS by SZA is a straight playthrough. I only skip one song on a twenty something album. She got 20-something tracks on that album. I only skipped one. That's crazy. Um, and I didn't skip Control either. Um, I'm trying to think. Absol, J-Rock, Schoolboy Q. Sir. Hollywood Sir had a fire album. I used to let that play all the way through. Um... Yeah, that music Soul Child album, his first album was a straight playthrough. Uh Lupe Fiasco's first two albums playthrough. Um, I played through D Smoke's first album all the way through. Brown Sugar by D'Angelo, straight playthrough. Um, yeah, that Chasing Summer album, straight playthrough. Yes, indeed. Sabrina just sent me a text. Hold on. She said, Beyonce movie ticket prices is $28 for everyone. Seniors, kids, everyone. A-list can't even get in on it. Wait, is this real? Yeah. Wait, Beyonce is offering $28 tickets? for. She has a, a film coming out. Oh, um, oh, oh, 28 tickets, $28, $28 tickets, tickets for, for the movies, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, okay. 
It's not the concert. No. Got you. Well, 20, and is that a, wait, how much are the ticket prices normally? Uh, I don't, it, it is IMAX, I think. I thought that was regular price. I don't for, think it's usually that high. For like but IMAX, I, I thought IMAX. it was like 20 something dollars it's for like 20, IMAX. It's definitely 20 something for IMAX. But I think she's saying that there's no cheaper ticket like for seniors and kids. It's all the same price. Like no matter who you are, it's $28 regardless. But I think it's like usually for children, they usually have a cheaper price. But I could mm. be wrong because I don't do a lot of IMAX. Yeah. I don't even be paying attention to the ticket prices no more. <laughs> I just be going. Um, wait, she said not for everyone. So Beyonce movie ticket price is $28 for everyone. Seniors, kids, everyone, A-list. A-list. Oh, 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 that's what, okay, okay. Now, so the AMC A-list can't even get in. Okay, got you. My my bad, Sabrina. I got you now. I got you. Okay. I think I might pull up to the, to the movie theater to watch the Beyonce concert. Just to add to the box office gross. I think I might do that. I think I might pull up on that there. Um, let me do, let me do this ad though, even though I'm hungry, I'm still going to do the ad. Shout out to uh, Kim Greek who just joined the Patreon. Appreciate you, Kim Greek. Um, now let's talk food. Green chef to be exact. Um, green chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking for a, a, a more balanced meal, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. Um, Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating clean. Feel your best during the busy fall season with delicious, nutritionist-approved recipes featuring clean ingredients with no artificial colors, sweeteners, high fructose corn syrup, and limited added sugar and limited processed ingredients. Choose from recipes featuring lean proteins like turkey and sockeye salmon, uh, barramundi, tilapia, scallops and shrimp, certified organic whole fruits and vegetables, organic cage-free eggs, and plenty of whole grain options. You can kick your you can kickstart your clean eating routine this October with 80 plus weekly options featuring nutritionist improved and foodie approved recipes. Choose from our eight meal preferences, including the new quick and easy, the calorie smart, the delicious discoveries and plant based options. Looking to stock up on functional snacks and clean beverages to energize you during your busy fall days. Shop at our new green bundles now available at the green market. For one-stop shop for nutritious grab-and-go breakfasts, including vegan options, brunch kits, wholesome lunches, ready-to-eat snacks, veggie sides, and more you can easily add on to your weekly order. And you want to build healthier eating habits this fall? We can help with that. Every Green Chef customer gets a free session with our registered dietitians who can walk you through how to make clean eating work for you. Sign up and start your journey towards better health today. Eating well doesn't have to be boring. Feel your best this fall and satisfy your cravings with adventurous eats made nutritious. Um, discover eating exciting new flavors uh, with recipes that feature certified organic fruits and vegetables and sustainably sourced seafood and unique farm fresh ingredients like tart cherries, truffle zest, and rainbow carrots. That's fancy. Uh, eat clean the delicious way uh, this October with flavor-packed recipes like buttery lemon garlic shrimp, 
harissa uh, apricot chicken, maple butternut squash risotto, um, and sriracha tamari beef bowls. Man, they fancy up in here in Green Chef, man. Um, and Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating clean with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. You can eat clean the easy way with recipes that help manage your weight and support your wellness goals without skimping on the flavor. Feel your best with nutritionist-approved recipes, including calorie-smart meals under 650 calories, protein-packed meals with at least 40 grams of protein on average per serving, science-backed Mediterranean re- recipes, and flavorful plant-rich vegan and vegetarian meals featuring certified organic whole fruits and vegetables, good-for-you grains, and plant-based options. Um, they deliver everything you need to eat clean the easy way. This October, fill your best with nutritionist-improved recipes packed with clean ingredients that support your healthy lifestyle and taste great, too. So, um, I've had Green Chef. It's a good time. Inventive recipes. You feel like you're really doing something in the kitchen. Um, and you just feel good about yourself, man. You whip something up, man. It's on the healthy side. You feel fancy. You're going off the grid, you're going off script, and you're like, man, look what I prepared. And you look at your meal, and you'd be like, man, I feel like a real chef because Green Chef helped you out. And you you can be calorie smart. You can be whatever you're into. They got you. Um, so go to greenchef.com slash 60verbal and use the code 60verbal to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash 60verbal and use the code 60verbal to get 60% off plus free shipping. Um, so get in on that, man. Y'all need to get in on that. I know you're hungry because I'm hungry right now. I'm hungry, man. Sick of this. I got to break this fast. Let me tell you how long I've been fasting. While I've been out here running my mouth for hours. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Wait, hold on. Let me find the clock, man. I'm out here. So I've been on the clock for 18 hours now. I haven't eaten in 18 hours. You think this is easy for me? Hmm? You think it's a piece of cake? Speaking of piece of cake, I would like a piece of cake. It's hard out here, man. It's hard out here when you fast and show but hey, I love it though. But I feel great. Uh, I'm slimming down. Um, I'm losing weight. I look different in the mirror now. So I'm back on a good routine. I'm back in a good rhythm. Um, so I'm happy about that. It was something I wanted to, something else I wanted to talk about. Okay, I want to bring up the simp allegations again. I want to bring up me being a simp yet again. Because the accusations won't stop. Let me let y'all know how I roll. When did this happen? The, the people are asking, when did this happen, Tone? All right. So anytime, anytime I back up women, anytime I don't heavily judge women or throw them on the grill in comment sections or on social media, I get labeled a simp. 
a beta male from the from some of the members of the male community, right? So this past week, Shannon Shannon Sharp interviewed uh what's the old girl's name? Brittany Renner. Rainer, I think Brittany it was Renner, Rainer, Renner, Rainer, one of those. Brittany Rainer, whatever, right? And she revealed how many men she slept with, right? It was like 31, 32. Now, going into what, I, what I've heard about her and what's been said about her, I was like, y'all, I thought it was going to be more than that. Ba- based on everything that was said about her and everything that was going on, I was just like, I was like, oh, that's lower than, than I was thinking based on based on the, the shit that was talked. I thought she was in the triple digits. That's what I, that's what I was assuming. I was just like, damn. Because she was even referring to herself like that. So I was just like, so when she came with the 32, I was just like, oh, that's lower than. Uh... So my mindset was, honestly, you know, so I said in the shade room comment, I was like, yo, my body count is higher than that. So I can't even judge. People got upset. A lot, a lot of people like the comment, but there's some dudes in there like, no, nah, it, it's different for a man. It's different for a man, man. You know what I'm saying? You just soft, man. You a simp, man. You beta males. I'm like, do you do you want me to judge this woman? Do you want me to to bash her and be and shame her for the body count? Is that is that what y'all are looking for? I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what you're looking for in in my response to that. That that's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, what are you looking for? Are you mad because I didn't bash this woman because of her body count? And of course, we're being hypocritical if we're saying it's different for dudes than it is for women. That's that's a hypocritical stance because oh, okay, so dude can just smash. He can just stick his penis in whatever vagina. The numbers can be sky high, and it don't matter because we men. But women, they got to be. They got to have the body count low. We all know the double standard is out here in full effect. But for me, I'm just like, no, I'm not. You know, I got more, so I I ain't saying shit. And if y'all notice this about me in social media, I don't. I don't like to bash women on social media. I don't. Especially women of color. Especially them. I just, I don't feel comfortable doing it, you know? And so dudes would be like, yo, but Tony, man, you be throwing us on the grill because I am you. I'm 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 a man. So I try not to speak too much on the gender that I am not. It's like how, you know, we we throw black we throw black people on the grill because we are black. You know, we we throw ourselves on the grill, we hold ourselves to a high standard. We judge ourselves, we do all of this because we are black. But if somebody else come around the corner and be like, "Hey man, hey man, you just stay over there, man. We handling this." It's the same with men and women. Like I can I can throw men on the grill because I am you. You know? I expect more from you because we share similar experiences as men. You know, we do the same shit. You know, we 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 have the same mindset in many ways and in a lot of ways we don't. But we you know, we're we're all men, so it's like, yo, I'm going to throw y'all on the grill because 
We men, and this is what we do. I can't throw women on the grill the same way because women go through experiences that I will never experience. So I can't come in here and be like, yo, women, y'all need to quit this, 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 that, and the third when they go through shit that I don't have to go through. So I'm not comfortable throwing women on the grill all the goddamn time. I'll call y'all out on some bullshit, sure. Like if you if you ever see me have a debate with a woman in real time in person, you will see that I'm not a beta male and that I'm not a pushover and I'm not a simp. I stand firm in what I believe in in an argument with a woman. But you don't really see that because it's just it's just social media. But anybody has ever seen me like, you know, have a debate or have a, you know, uh, uh, a conversation where we disagree, you will see, oh, Tony, he's, you know, some call it stubborn, some call it whatever, but it's like, you know, I ain't no pushover. If it's something that I believe, right or wrong, I'll be like, nah, man, this. You know, and so... It's just weird to me. It's just like, man, y'all really want me out here tearing these women down. And I just, I don't like to do it. And then it's just weird to, to dislike women so much. Like to see you dudes in the comments section just being full of all of this, this beef with women that you got. It's just, it's just weird, dog. It's like, it's like, why, why are you? Who hurt? Who tore your ass loose? Who did this to you? The way you got so much pent up because for me, like women, women have done a lot for me in my life, from my mom to my teachers, to my relatives, to my girlfriends, to my spouses, to women bring something to the table that men cannot and do not. When my son passed away, I saw women doing things that I didn't see men doing with my own eyes. I saw so many women doing things that the men just weren't doing. Yes, the men were there. They were, they were, men were waiting for instruction. Women didn't need instruction. The women were just doing shit on pure instinct and compassion. And that's not to say, that's not to say that the men were whack for waiting for instruction. That, that's value too, but it was just like that extra component of just like the nurturing side of women was crazy. It was just like, yo, they going the extra mile right here as women there was a there was a uh there was a young lady from uh Cherie's church she was just there the whole time keeping everything flowing within the household with all these people coming in and out of nowhere the family coming in people from the church and she was just keeping everything in order within that household and then the only time she left is when uh the, the covid outbreak happened and so she had to step back but she was just doing it it wasn't like we asked her, it wasn't like Sheree was like, yo, can you do it? She was just doing it on pure instinct and initiative. And I was just like, damn, you know, to see like um Clarissa just dive head first into into making the 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 flyers and getting the obituary together and making all of this uh 
this, um, you know, the posters and the pictures and just all of these different things, just on the sheer strength of it. Sabrina holding everything down on the food tip, making sure everybody was fed, coming up with creative ideas for like jewelry and shirts and, and making sure everybody ate while still taking the ultimate L and losing Serene. My friend Shamika, who was instrumental in getting the mural set up in Burbank on that corner of the kids we lost. She did that. She was she was going up with the city and, and talking to the city and getting all of that, all of those things rolling just on the strength of that. So it's just like. And these women are just moving in pure like instinct and, and love and initiative. And it's just like. But the men, the men were just, you know, they were there. They were like, man, we love you, Tone, whatever you need. But it's just a, it's an extra ingredient that women were doing. It was just like, because sometimes we don't know what to tell you. Like, you know, I don't have all the answers, especially when I'm on the front lines. I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't know what I need. I don't know. And then the women are coming in like, no, we, we got this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. So seeing this, and I already valued women before, but it like seeing these things, it's just like, yo, women, women, are, I've seen women be loyal to their man. I've seen women, you know, ready to die for their children, ready to do all of this um, riding for people. And it's just like, yo, how can you have this disdain in your heart all the time for women or when, when, whenever women are defended or backed up? You and your feelings in the comment section. Man, that's simp, man. They soft. And it's just like, I don't understand it. But I don't I don't have that beef with women, though. And it's not it's not me being a punk or a simp or or a pushover or a beta male, as as you might want to call it. It's just I see the value. And so I got no problem defending women. I got no problem speaking highly of them. I got no problem not throwing them on the grill all the goddamn time. And, you know, so I just wish men would just, like, get it together and get over your own little feelings about... Because at the end of the day, if you, if, you, if you like women, you're attracted to them, you're married to them, you're dating them, that's the ultimate in intimacy right there. Like, you know, every... Every dude to act like he the toughest, roughest, most cold-hearted individual of all time. But when they be hugged up, butt-ass naked with a woman, that's when they soft. They be laying in that bed, leg cocked up, like buttery soft. But let them tell it to their homies, man, yeah, man, I took it down. Man, you was just buttered up, man. Come on, man. Stop doing this. So, just be real, man. Y'all ain't being real. Y'all being fake. Y'all being fake, super masculine, super hyper masculine ass dudes is just, but you're toxic with it. And I hate to throw around toxic and narcissist because those words are just overused now. But just, but that's what you're doing. That's what the hell you got going, man. So let me love on women. And not be tearing them down in peace. Just, just, just leave me alone, man. Because I'm gonna keep doing it. I'm gonna keep doing it. Because that's you know I, I I like women, man. I do. They a good time.
they out here, man. They 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 holding me down in a lot of ways. So, yes, that's how I'm a rock, man. I'm sick of y'all. Shut up. Shut your ass up. I'm gonna do a couple of topics from the verbal cardio uh, Patreon section. Um, we got over here. Mm. Candy Cammy said, "New York Comic Con is next weekend. Would you ever go?" I would love to go to Comic Con. I went to Comic Con one time because I was it was in the working capacity, so um, so I went one time, but I didn't have enough time to take everything in. So I'm dying to go back to Comic Con. So yes, Comic Con is on my on my big list for sure. Um. Amy Gay says Hassan Minaj exaggerated stories in his stand-up. Oh, he did. I didn't know about that. Um, I, I would have to look at the article. Like, I don't know too much about this, so I might have to retouch this on the next episode. I didn't know he exaggerated stories. But, you know, I mean, stand-up comedy is, a lot of it is exaggeration. So I'm not sure... I'm not sure what the issue is with Hassan Minaj's uh, jokes, but a lot a lot of comedy is exaggerated. When I when I go on stage, I talk about stuff that's real, but I exaggerate a lot to make it funnier. So that's a that's a regular component in stand up. It's like you know we're gonna take this story or take this event or take this thought and we exaggerate it a little bit for comedic effect. So depending on depending on what he exaggerated, I don't, I don't really see an issue just off top. Because I exaggerate all the time. Um, something rooted in reality, but then I exaggerate either the reaction to it, the thought about it, or whatever, just for comedic effect. Um, it was something else. Uh, oh, oh, somebody asked something in the comment section. G. Lowry, Tony, when comedians run the light, do they get a warning or immediately banned? It depends on the level of the light run. Because when, you do, when you're doing time on my show, you get lit from the club. They give you a light. So they give you, let's, let's say you're doing 12 minutes. They give you a light at 10 minutes so you know you're at the 10-minute mark. So you know you got two minutes left. So the club lights the comedian. If you see me light you, that means you're going over your time. That's when I light you with the phone. I'm like, hey, man, you're over your time. I give you a grace period of, of a minute and some change. I'll give you the grace period, a minute and some change, maybe two minutes, maybe. Two minutes, I'll give you two minutes. But then beyond that, that's when you just, you just frolic. So the warning, the warning light is me, is me lighting you from my phone. That's the warning. You already get the heads up from the club. Then I come in with the the extra warning, like, yo, man, get your ass up out of here. And then when you run it, I'll be like, yo, man, you ran the light. And then you're banned. You're suspended, not banned. You can come back, but you gotta feel you gotta feel the effects of just running. You can't just be running the light on my show. You know what I'm saying? Do your 12 minutes and get the hell up out of here, man. I'm paying you for the 12. I'm paying you for the twelve, and people be comedians be like, "Well, Tony be up there like that." That's because I'm the producer of the show. I produce the show. 
I market the show. I promote the show. I'm going to do extra time. I'm bringing the bodies in. Nobody knows who's going to be on the lineup. Everything falls on me. If the show is empty, that's my fault. I'm going to still pay you the same rate. I'm going to still give you your money for the 12 minutes if it's light or if it's packed. But it's all on me. Good or bad. Hit or miss. I'm taking the L or the W. Now, I win because I bring good comedians to the the fold. That's what you bring. You bring in a good set. You're doing your job. But people are coming to the show regardless of who the comedians are on the lineup. That's how I set it up. I set it up to where it doesn't matter who's on the lineup. They're just coming to see Tony Baker and friends. They know they're going to have a good time. They know they know I'm going to host it, and they know it's going to be a good lineup of comedians. And I set it up that way because some comedians, some comedians be feeling themselves and being like, yo, man, your show wouldn't even be hot if I wasn't on the bill. And so to alleviate this, Nobody knows who's going to be on the lineup but Tony Baker and friends. They just come in the, they just come into the show. So, cuz some some comedians be out here feeling themselves and be like, "Yo, I feel like I should get a little bit more, man. It's packed cuz of me." Like, "No, it ain't." What you talking about? So, I keep it I keep it like that. Cuz some comedians was like, "Yo, how come you don't put none of us on the fly?" I was like, "Because I want the show to sell itself." I want the show to sell itself. I want people just showing up for the show. You know what I'm saying? So that's the goal. Before I get out of here, we got to do the final, uh, not the final round, but the latest round in uh, Black Cinema. Black Cinema, the 90s versus the 2000s. We got 1996 versus 2006. Um, I personally feel like the 90s, we got better black movies as a whole um, than the 2000s. But we're going to see, man. We, 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 we facing off. Here we go. 1996, y'all. Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. Girl 6. A thin line between love and hate. Asterisk. Is Sunset Park a black film? Starring Rhea Perlman, Fredro Starr, Terrence Howard is in there. Is that a black movie? I don't know. The soundtrack was mad black, but I'm not sure. I'm getting mixed reviews from the patron saints. Some are saying no. Some are saying yes. Yes, didn't watch it. No. And I feel like a lot of people didn't watch it. It didn't do well at the box office. Another asterisk movie, The Great White Hype. Samuel Jackson, Damon Wayans. It was like an all-star cast in that joint. But but I, I'm not so sure about The Great White Hype. But... The Great White Hype was also directed by Reginald Hudlin, who's a black director who directed House Party. So The Great White Hype, a lot of people saying no on that one. Some people saying yes, some people saying no. 
So those those are two asterisk joints. Original gangsters get on the bus, set it off. The preacher's wife. That's ninety six, y'all. Those are the ninety six joints. Two thousand six, the last holiday with Queen Latifah. Big Mama's House Two. Medea's Family Reunion. Dave Chappelle's Block Party. Asterisk. I don't think this is a black film, but I'll put it on there anyway. Inside Man with Denzel Washington, directed by Spike Lee, who also stars Jodie Foster, Christopher Plummer, Chua Taylor, Geo 4 Clive Owen. I don't consider Inside Man a black movie, though. Great movie, though. Great movie, but I don't consider it a black movie like that. Um, ATL. Waist Deep, Idlewild, Dreamgirls, Asterisk, The Pursuit of Happiness. Is The Pursuit of Happiness a black film? Y'all slept on 2006. There's some good movies in this in this year. So y'all are, it's a resounding yes for the pursuit of happiness. So pursuit of happiness is a black film. 2006 is more potent than y'all realize. The pursuit of happiness, Dream Girls, ATL, Dave Chappelle's Block Party, Idlewild, but you're going up against the preacher's wife, set it off, get on the bus, original gangsters, a thin line between love and hate, don't be a menace while drinking your juice in the hood. This is this is a tough battle. This is probably one of the toughest battles I've seen so far, in my honest opinion. Honestly, overall, I might give it to 2006. On the strength of the pursuit of happiness, dream girls, ATL, Dave Chappelle's Block Party. But then Don't Be a Menace is, is classic. A Thin Line Between Love and Hate. Get on the Bus is really good and really underrated. And set it off. The Preacher's Wife was cute. I might give it a tie, man. I might tie this out. I might tie it out, y'all. Tie-dye. Tie-dyed shirts. Tie. I'm tired. I might give it a tie, man, because they got some stinkers in here. 96 got some stink. Girl 6 was trash. The Great White Hype wasn't good. Uh, Original Gangsters was cool. And then Waist Deep had his problems. Uh, Big Big Mama's House 2 was mad forgettable. The Last Holiday was forgettable. I enjoyed Idlewild. I really like ATL. We're not, we not counting the Inside Man. Dave Chappelle's Block Party was fire. Dreamgirls was dope. Pursuit of Happiness is just a great, a great film. That's one of, that's one of Will Smith's best movies.
Yeah. So this was this was a tough one. This was tough. I'm tying it up. I don't know about y'all. Waist deep was trying too hard. It, it just it didn't feel authentic to me. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a tie, y'all. Uh, anyway, man, I appreciate y'all, man. Thanks for pulling up to Verbal Cardio, man. I love y'all passionately, man. Spread the word about Verbal Cardio, man. Get the word out there. Like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff, man. I need y'all, man. Shout out to the patron saints. Thank y'all so much. Uh, y'all are great. Uh, shout out to Sabrina in here too. She was a uh, low key running production as well. Shout out to Amir. Shout out to the patron saints for the topics. I appreciate y'all. Y'all are very much a part of this podcast now, and I truly appreciate y'all. Um, thank you for supporting, and uh, thank you for tuning in to another session of that verbal cardio.